I can literally remember the exact moment when I first heard this song. I actually had the opportunity to hear it live. And I remember the phrase that really stuck out to me so strongly that, to be honest, actually led me to tears. And it was this. Not for a moment was I forsaken. It's funny how in moments of our lives where God knows exactly what you need to hear when you need to hear it. It was in a season of my life where, to be honest, I was feeling pretty alone. I had lots of people around me, but I was feeling forsaken. And God gave me the reminder that I pray many of you need to hear today. Not for a moment. Not, not, I'm not talking about not for a day. I'm not even talking about not for a week. I'm talking about not for a single nanosecond, not for a single moment. Have you been forsaken? I mean, you know there's a, there's a God in heaven today who sees you, who sees your struggle, who sees your situation. I'd say he, he, he knows every little thing about you. He knows the things about you that you might think, man, if people knew this about me, they would forsake me. No, no, no. God, he knows those things and not even for a moment has he forsaken you. And I know that you've got many struggles. We got people literally from around the world and maybe relationships are hurting, maybe finances are hurting. But I want you to know that literally in the midst of your pain, God is right there with you while you're trying to navigate through the difficulties of life. Not even for a nanosecond, not for a moment has God forsaken you. The God of all the universe, the God of all power and authority. We're not just talking about some figure that's like far away hanging on the sky. Like this is God. And not for a moment has he forsaken me. Not for a moment has he forsaken you. You might be here for the first time ever. You've maybe never interacted with anything revolving God or faith. You don't even know if he, you don't even know if he's real yet. Never has he forsaken you. He loves you. And that's why we worship him. Because he's good. Because he's faithful. Because he's God. And so I just encourage you right now, if you're grateful, if you are grateful right now, that never, never, never has he forsaken you, that I encourage you just, just in your own way. I want to take a second and, and pray as we, we gather our hearts together as a community to, to thank God. That's what we're here to do. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus and to invite him and to put him on the place of his throne that he belongs. Today's not even about you and me. Today is about exalting him. We get to be a part of his family. So I want to encourage you in your own ways, whether you want to lift your hands, whether you want to close your eyes, get on your knees, whatever that might be for you. What I want to do is I want to pray, but I want to acknowledge another part of that song. It said, because all you are is all I want. And let's just pray. So we just, we just ask you today, God, and we just come before you with hearts of gratitude, hearts that are full of thanksgiving to say, God, there are, there are moments in our everyday where we're just, man, we're just trying to figure it out. But I'm thankful, God, that you have not left us to just figure it out. You're with us, beside us. And I pray for the lonely hearts today. I pray for those that are weary. I pray for those that are exhausted, just trying to figure out the day-to-day -day parts of life. I pray that you would lift their spirits. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would give strength to the weary, but also bring knowledge to those that feel like you're far and remind them that God, actually, you're near. And that not for a moment have you forsaken us. And so today, God, out of our gratitude for who you are, not even just the things you've done for us, because God, if we're being honest, if you never did another thing for us ever again, you've already done more than we deserve. 
We've come to honor and worship the name of Jesus because of who you are. God, you are all we want. You are all we need. And today we just, we center our minds and our hearts around you to hear from you, to learn your word, to become more like you. So we just acknowledge today, Jesus, open up our hearts and our minds as we study your word, shape us, change us, correct us, and encourage us today. And we just acknowledge God, even yes, live on the internet. And we love and respect those that might not agree or believe what we believe. We're glad they're here. But we just acknowledge today that regardless of what other people might believe, we trust in Jesus. We acknowledge that he is God and that he is Lord. And we acknowledge that he saved us. We wouldn't be who we are without you. And so Jesus, we, we love you. We honor you. Today's all about you. Our lives are about you. You are the center. You're not just like a part of what we do. You are the reason behind all of what we do. And so today we just we want to acknowledge God. We're thankful for you and we love you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, friends, if you're standing in your living rooms, whatever it might be, you can go ahead and take a seat right now. Before we jump into our message, I wanna give you guys a reminder. We've been kind of talking as a community and really navigating through just some thoughts. No decisions have been made just yet. But over the years, I mentioned a few weeks ago, we've kind of got some feedback that the day of week that we have church on can make it difficult for some people. Now, the reality is no matter what day of the week we have church on, not 100% of people will ever be able to attend, but we've gotten consistent feedback about the day of the week that we have church on. And so what we're doing right now is we're just getting a poll from the community. Again, no decisions have been made. We're just kind of getting some feedback from the community. How many people does Saturday actually make it difficult for in beginning to throw on the idea, would church be more effective if we actually had it on Saturday? Things have changed over the past several years in the gaming community that now because of COVID and you know everyone figured out how to do online tournaments without flying players around the world. Now there's like all kinds of events, all kinds of tournaments happening all the time. And it seems to be a theme that they're always happening on Saturday. And so now people are having to choose between coming to church and watching a tournament. And for us as followers of Jesus, we would hope that people would choose church. But for people that have never been to church before, if they have to choose between an awesome tournament or church, they're probably gonna pick that tournament. And so we're just having conversations with the community, with our staff. Would changing church to Saturday to Sunday be more beneficial? And the only way for us to really get a full grasp on that answer is to hear from you. So if you could go ahead and click up that form, it'll take you like 30 seconds to fill it out. We wanna know some of your availability before we start making some decisions and we'll keep you guys updated along the way until we actually decide what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our time on this one. We don't wanna rush on anything, but we just wanna speak to the community, see what you guys are feeling and we'll let you guys know from there. If you guys are joining us for the first time, my name is Susie and I have the honor of being the preaching pastor here at God Squad Church. We want to say welcome. Can we throw some hearts in the chat? I see the amens, but let's throw some hearts to welcome one another. You know, I've been doing a lot of thinking this week and God's been doing a lot of my heart and I'm just like, I'm just thinking about life. I'm just thinking about all that I'm going through. I'm thinking about church. I'm thinking about everything. And one of the things that I've been learning this week, which has been, a, been an interesting perspective for me. When I bring it to you, it's gonna sound very, very simple at first, but then I wanna kinda of break it down. Every single one of you here in the chat, whether it's, whether it's a Twiggy, Blue Eyes, Pro Cameraman, maybe you watching on YouTube, watching during second service, whatever it might be, every single one of us is living further in history than anyone ever has before. 
Now, first glance, we're like, well, yeah, duh. Like, we've never been to 21, 2021. Like, no one's ever existed this far along in history ever before. Like, today is August 21st. For me, it's 2.02 p.m. No one's ever lived at 8.21 p.m., 2.02, unless you're in Europe and you're six hours ahead. But no one's ever lived at this time, at the moment of this message. No one's ever been here ever before. Never before. And so there's an element that every single one of you and myself are stepping into a place where no one's ever been. And in a lot of ways, doing things that no one's ever done. We are literally living in unchartered territory. Like no one's ever lived at this point before. Now for me and for you, I've done August 21st before. But I've never done this August 21st before. I've never done it. I've lived in years on the earth, but I've never done 2021. I did 2001. I did 1991. For some of you, maybe you did 1981. For some of you, maybe 1971. But we've never done 2021. With the variables that we exist in, with the timeline that we're in, with the exact people at this point in history, we're doing something that literally no one has ever done. We've never stepped into the exact moment in history that we are in. And when we're doing this, what I want to encourage some of you with today is I think that some of us need to give ourselves a little bit more credit. Some of us are beating ourselves up because we feel like we're not perfect at doing something that we've never done before. We're beating ourselves up because we're doing something that actually no one's ever done before. And we can really be super hard on ourselves. And I think today some of us need to give ourselves a little bit more credit that you're stepping into territory you've never been before. And God doesn't expect you to get it right the first time you do something. God doesn't expect you to know exactly how to navigate in a world that no one's ever been to. Now it's 2.04 p.m. I've never been to 2.04 p.m. Like I've never been there before. But then what happens in the world that we live, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, is we can start forming an opinion about other people when they are doing something for the first time that they've never done before. Put it this way. We guys know as gamers that oftentimes video games release either DLC, downloadable content, or a patch where there's a brand new update to a game. I was playing Apex Legends right before the church started. I was playing it on my screen with members of the community. And games like Apex Legends sometimes will have a new patch or a new DLC where they might add a new weapon to the game. And I've, I've been watching Twitch long enough to see literally this exact scenario play out. A new gun gets released in the game. Everybody on Twitch wants to watch it. So what does a Twitch streamer do? Okay, well, I'm going to be live right at the moment when the gun is released. I'm going to play it, and I'm going to showcase the content. And literally, the streamer has had that weapon, brand new, never existed before, in his hands for the first time, literally stepping into uncharted territory, using a weapon that not only he's never used, but using a weapon that no one's ever used. And naturally, probably not that great with that weapon. He's been using it for five minutes, but then what does the chat say? Come on, y'all, y'all know we love the chat. What does the chat say? Man, you suck with this gun. Man, you are awful with this gun. And you might run into a nice streamer, right? Shock the toe. Some people might say, get good, kid. You might run into some nice streamers who would maybe respond to that criticism, that opinion of the chat. And they might go, Oh, you know what? I, I'm brand new with the gun, still practicing. And they might ask the chat. They might ask the person that's forming that opinion against them. Hey, have you used this gun? And what gets me every time? 
if normally the answer is, no, I don't even have this game. Like, no, I don't, I don't even play this game. What do you mean, bro? Forming an opinion about something not only has the person never done, but you've never done. It happens all the time. Maybe you're here and you're, you're raising kids and you're doing your best. You got two young kids and you're, you're barely sleeping. You're just navigating through life. But then you got people forming opinions about how you're raising your kids. Well, when I'm a parent, I'm gonna. You got people who don't even have children forming opinions about who you're raising yours. You've got in-laws who are saying, oh, well, you shouldn't let your kids do that back in my day. Well, you raised kids in 1971. Things are a little bit different in 2021. The world is different. Culture is different. And in today's world, Everybody has an opinion. Everybody. Everybody has an opinion. People call out streamers for not being so good with a new gun they're using when that person doesn't even play that game. We got Minecraft players being mad at people who don't, aren't good at Apex Legends. Like, you want to play the same game. Nothing wrong with Apex, nothing wrong with Minecraft. But there is something wrong with forming an opinion about something you do not understand. There is something wrong with forming an opinion about something that you've never done. And some of you, I want to encourage you today, the one, give yourself a little bit more grace when doing something for the first time. But really what I want to talk about is how we handle the opinions of others when they're coming our way and they're coming against us. So what I want to do is I want to share a message today that I've entitled something that I hope will bless you, that I hope for some of you, it will set you free. And here's the deal. When I announce my title to you, I need you to put it in the chat. Second service, I need you to put it in the chat. YouTube, I need you to put it in the comments. Here is the title of my message. I pray it'll bless you. Get down in your soul. Are you ready for it? Their opinion doesn't matter. I'm going to say it one more time. Their opinion doesn't matter. If you don't play the same game I play, don't form an opinion about my skill level with this weapon. If you don't like the way I raise my children, but you don't have any, I got something to say. Their opinion doesn't matter. Now I wanna be clear. There are people in your life who their opinion does matter. People who love you. People who you trust, people who are mentors, parents, family members who have your best interest in mind, but not everybody falls in that category. And so what I want to do today is I'm going to read a passage from the Bible from someone, some of you guys might know, his name is Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 28, where he is confronted with what I'm calling the court of public opinion, something that many of us are literally a prisoner to and see how Paul literally lives out this truth that with all due respect, their opinion doesn't matter. Read this with me. Acts 28, starting in verse number one. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders, meaning the locals, the people that actually were on the island that Paul and his friends are stepping on for the first time ever, stepping into uncharted territory, stepping into a place they've never been, but there's people that have been there all along. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. 
Now, Paul gathered a pile of brushwood as he put it on the fire, a viper, a snake, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. The snake bites Paul. Verse number four, when the islanders, the people that were from that area, the locals, when they saw the snake hanging from Paul's hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. So Paul shook the snake off into the fire and miraculously suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and they said he was a god. Verse number seven, there was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've read the whole Bible. And in the Bible, there's a lot of weird names. But I got to be honest, my man Publius takes the cake, okay? I literally read this name and I was like, what were your parents thinking? Now, here's what I need you to do. I need you to put an F in the chat for Publius, okay? I got to be honest. This has nothing to do with my sermon, but it was too good to pass over. Let's get back to business here. We're going to go back and read that story again. And I want you to read this story through the lens of their opinion doesn't matter. I want to go back to verse number one. Here we see Paul and his friends. They're shipwrecked. They've been on a ship, their ship crashes, and now suddenly they find themselves on an island they've never been before. Literally uncharted territory. And that's where we're going to pick back up in verse number one. Once they were safely on shore, they found out that the island they were on was called Malta. They're learning information about something they've never done and a place they've never been. But then there were islanders and they showed them unusual kindness. So we see the islanders, we see the locals at first being very, very kind to Paul and his friends. So they built a fire, they welcomed them all. They're like, man, we really love these people. These people are so great. And they did that because it was raining and it was cold. Verse number three, then Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire, a viper was driven out by the heat and fastened itself on his hand. Now, there's a few observations that I want to make and things that I want you to understand here is that Paul is starting a fire. And because of the fire being near the snake, the snake feels the heat and tries to run away from the heat. The snake jumps up and Paul and, and bites Paul in his hand. And so here's an observation that I want you to make. This is the apostle Paul. He was a world changer. This man literally impacted the world everywhere that he went. And as I'm reading this, I just kind of felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me. If you're going to do something world changing, if you're going to do something that's going to impact the world, if you're going to start a fire in a good sense, expect to get bit. If you're going to start ruffling some feathers, if you're going to be a world changer, expect to be bit by the opinion of the public. But here's what people will do. Here's what people will do. Paul starts a fire, gets bit by a snake. And all of a sudden, in verse number four, we see that when the islers, islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, they see Paul, this guy they literally just met, know nothing about him, don't know his background, don't know his story. And they see something happen to Paul from a distance. They don't even know him, but they see it happen. And all of a sudden they start talking to each other. And they say, oh, this man must be a murderer. 
For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. They see one thing happening to a guy they don't know, and all of a sudden, what do they have? They have an opinion. They have got an opinion, but they don't just have an opinion. They all of a sudden happen to know the exact reason why he was bit. They go, oh, well, if Paul is bit by a poisonous snake, he must be a murderer. He must have done bad things. Therefore, something bad is happening to him. And I got to tell you, this happens all the time in our world. There are moments sometimes when people in church, and it breaks my heart, friends, that even someone in our community struggling financially, and maybe you've never, you've never talked to this person before. You, you've never met them but you find out they're struggling financially. And sometimes we can go, oh, well, they must be lazy and irresponsible. We see the bad that's happened to them. And sometimes we can all of a sudden form an opinion on why the bad is happening. But you might not know that actually, that guy was a really hard worker, single dad, mom passed away 10 years ago, doing his best to feed his children. And he was employee of the month, but then the business shut down of no fault of his own, working for corporate and the business collapses because his boss might've been, you know, poorly managing the finances. Like we don't, we don't know the story, but they see Paul get bit and all of a sudden they know why. Oh, he's gotta be a murderer. Hands down, easy, and he's gonna die. And I think sometimes in our lives, we can literally do the same thing. And I think sometimes we can do this to ourselves. We can step into uncharted territory, go to a place, be around something that we've never done before. And I think we gotta give ourselves a little bit more credit because let me tell you, Paul didn't get bit by a snake because he was good or because he was bad. He got bit by a snake because he lit the snake's house on fire. Like, like, let me tell you something about snakes. Sometimes they just bite people. <laughs> like sometimes snakes just bite, there ain't even a reason. The snake's like, there you are, let me bite you. Like sometimes things that happen in your life, sometimes they just happen. But I think sometimes in our lives, I think sometimes we give the devil too much credit. I think we make the devil to be smarter, stronger, and more creative than he really is. And every bad thing that happens is, oh man, the devil's coming against me. No, sometimes snakes just bite. Like sometimes like thunderstorms just happen. And sometimes like lightning just hits a tree. Sometimes things just happen to you. But what happens is sometimes we can be the islander, we, we can be the islanders to ourselves. And we get bit by a snake, life happens, financial struggle, difficulty in our relationships, whatever it might be. And we start looking for, well, what did I do wrong to deserve this? And, and you're genuinely asking yourself, analyzing your life, spending so much mental energy. Well, what was the reason what was the reason that this happened to me? And, and some of you right now, I really feel, some of you watching literally right now, you're spending so much mental energy trying to figure out where you went wrong to end up in the situation that you're in. Now, now don't misunderstand me. There are sometimes we find ourselves in a bad situation because we made bad choices. Sometimes that is the case. But there are sometimes when the snake just bites, there are sometimes when things just gonna happen to you and you are beating yourself up, trying to figure out what it was. And I, I believe God's come to tell you today, sometimes a snake just bites. 
you're spending so much mental energy beating yourself up trying to figure out the reason and sometimes there, there just isn't one sometimes the snake it just bites if you're gonna light the snake's house on fire accidentally like it might just bite you but then there are people in your lives who might just form an opinion about it they don't know you they just met you they just popped into your stream and now they're making complaints about your your skill at the game and in verse four they've already made an assumption about who paul is what he did and what's going to happen next all of a sudden they feel like they know his journey and his judgment well because you're a murderer here's the punishment they just met the guy but then look at verse five these people are they're sure they're they're confident we know exactly what happened but then in verse five but paul shook the snake off some of y'all need you to put it in the chat shake it off paul shook off the snake into the fire and he suffered the no ill effects now this is a supernatural miracle of god that a poisonous snake bit paul and paul suffers nothing but here's the thing Paul didn't just, he didn't just shove off the snake. You got to remember, where was the snake? We're going to get there. Where was the snake? He was in the bush where Paul was starting the fire. I think sometimes with all due respect, you got to shake the snake off right where it came from. Hey, your opinions, y'all can keep that to yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be disrespectful. You gave me an opinion. Well, here you go. Let me just, I'm just gonna, let me just return that right to you. Let me, just, let me just put that opinion right back where it came from. God bless you. And I'm going to go on my way. Why? Because again, their opinion doesn't matter. I'm not talking about family. I'm not talking about friends and trusted loved ones. Paul here is dealing with strangers, people he doesn't know. Paul is dealing with people in the social media com comments. Paul, Paul is dealing with the people on Instagram. Man, we, we just met five minutes ago. You just found my profile. Now you all of a sudden know my journey and my judgment. I'm just going to shake it off. I'm just going to shake it off. These people were sure they knew his journey and his judgment. But then look at verse number six. Oh, this is where it gets crazy, people. Verse number six. The people expected him to swell up and suddenly fall dead. But then after waiting a long time, it's just so, it's so crazy. I mean, the Bible, people say the Bible is not relevant. It doesn't say that after a long time of them like crying and pleading with God to help Paul, it doesn't say them trying to figure out a solution. Hey, somebody help. Hey, somebody do something. No, nah, they just standing on the sidelines waiting to see what happens. They just like, hey, I got five bucks. He dies in 10 minutes. What do you got? Like, they're just sitting in the back waiting. And here's the deal, it's so crazy, man. Look at this. This, this, this verse is so relevant. It's so relevant. But after waiting a long time, I be going through the social media comments sometimes, and I'm just like, how do you have so much free time? How, how do you, how? Please tell me how. <laughs> like, they weren't just waiting a little while. Like, they waited a long time to see, is this guy gonna die? Like, they're just on the sidelines, just watching. You got people watching your social media accounts, and they're just watching, waiting for you to fail. I got to tell you, there are people, and God loves these people. But to you, they're strangers. They're not friends. They're not, they're not mentors. They're not counselors. 
They are not a trusted opinion in your life. And all they're doing is waiting on the sidelines. And some of them are waiting a long time, waiting for you to fail because they think they know your journey and your judgment. I've come to tell you, their opinion doesn't matter. Their opinion, it doesn't matter. And they're waiting. I don't know how people got so much free time, but they're just waiting. But let's put verse six back up on the screen because it just keeps getting better, people. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds. They just changed their minds. And now he's a god. Paul, all of a sudden, two minutes ago, he was doomed. They knew his journey and his judgment. Two minutes ago, he was doomed. Now he's divine. He went from being a murderer to being God in a matter of 30 seconds. I've come to tell you today that the court of public opinion is one word, fickle. It's weak. It's not true, and it's not accurate. And that's why I've come to tell you their opinion doesn't matter. In the most kind and loving and respectful way that you and I can put it, their opinion doesn't matter. Some of you are spending so much energy focused on the opinion of people you don't know. Some of us are spending so much time trying to impress people we don't even know, trying to impress people who all they're going to do when you're in trouble is sit back and wait for you to die. We're spending so much mental energy in our world today trying to win the approval of people who don't even like you, that these are people, they don't have your back. These are the people that when you get bit, they're going to put a timer on it. Let's see how long it takes for them to die. Like they're just going to wait and they'll wait a while because they ain't got nothing better to do. And I've come to tell you, their opinion doesn't matter. Susie, you've said it a hundred times. I'm going to say it a hundred more because I wanted to get down in your soul. You need to be careful with whose opinion you allow to become fact in your life. We spend too much time trying to impress people we don't know and trying to impress people that don't even like us. You do not need to be a prisoner to the court of public opinion. Public opinion. You, don't, you don't need to be a prisoner anymore. You don't need to keep impressing people that you don't know. You don't need to keep impressing people that you don't even like and that don't even like you. God has called us to love everybody. But just because I love everybody doesn't mean I need to listen to everybody. Come on, I'm gonna say that one more time. Just because you and I are called to love everybody doesn't mean we need to listen everybody. And you need to be very, very careful when you allow the opinions of people who don't know you, don't know your story, who are all of a sudden forming an opinion about something they've never done and something that you've never done. You need to allow the opinion that matters most to you come from one God who loves you and your family that actually does know you. They actually do know your journey. These people didn't know Paul. They didn't know his story. They didn't know what he'd been through. They didn't know his situation. And there are so many people, most people, who don't know you. But the reason this is so hard is because you might have a small handful of people who really do know you, but you'll have lots of people who don't. And so our minds sometimes gravitate towards, well, if 
80% of people are saying this, it must be true. And I can get that mindset, but it can only be true if 80% of the people who actually know you are saying it. We can't keep our opinions and take our advice from 80% of people who don't know anything about you. You literally just stepped on their island for the first time 40 seconds ago. You didn't even know the name of this place. You didn't even know these people, but they're in your comments. They're talking to you in the game chats. You're playing League of Legends, and they're saying all kinds of crazy things about you. And when that happens, I need you to say one thing. In your mind, you don't even need to say it to them, your opinion doesn't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. God bless you. I don't need to cuss at you. I don't even need to fight back at you. I don't need to waste any energy. I just need to say to myself, your opinion doesn't matter. But the reason that so many people are living in the, the prison of the public opinion, and this is what breaks my heart, is because we're taking the opinion of people who don't know us, because for many of you, you don't have any people who actually do know you. You don't have any true, close, trusted, intimate, authentic relationships. You don't have a wise counselor. You don't have a group of close-knit people who they do know your journey. So if you don't have that, what's the only voice you can listen to? The people who don't know you. That's why I encourage people literally all the time in my stream and in my life, you, you, need, you, need to get around, you need to get around people who you can trust, who can love you. That's why here at God Squad Church, like we have experience groups, a group of 10 people. You're not going to be friends with all 4,000 people in our Discord, and that's okay. But you can't be friends with none of them. That's why I want to encourage you. Like if you're here right now and you are not already engaged in an ongoing experience group that meets for like one hour a week, it's a support system. It's a community of people touching base throughout the week. It's a community of people praying for one another, helping each other navigate through the difficulties of life. It's a bunch of broken people being broken together, trying to find healing. And I'll tell you, if you don't have a close knit group like that, we would love to help you find one. And if you don't, the only voice you will have is the court of public opinion. But I believe that God today wants to do a few things. He wants to get you to give yourself a little bit more credit. You're stepping into uncharted territory, doing something you've never done. But he also wants to get you to listen to the right voices. Stop listening to the voice of people whose opinions don't matter. It doesn't mean those people don't matter. They matter very much and God loves them. But it doesn't mean just because they matter doesn't mean their opinion does. And if you don't have people in your life that, that you trust and that you know have your best interest in mind, if you don't have people in your life that if you get bit, they're actually going to come to your rescue rather than just watching you die. Well, I tell you, friends, the only voice you're going to have is the voice of public opinion. But I believe today God's calling you to make some changes, not just in your mind, but some changes in your life where, you know what, I'm going to get around people whose opinion does matter. I'm gonna get around people whose opinion does matter so that I can have some good voices in my life. People who love me enough even to call me out when I'm maybe not doing so right. Because there are times in our lives where the things that we're doing are not good, but you need to hear that from someone you trust. You need to hear that from someone that you love. But for many, many of us, 
man, you've been a prisoner. And I pray in Jesus' name that today Jesus wants to set you free. I know they're coming against you. I want to tell you something. Shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter. I know that people are commenting in their social social media posts. Well, guess what? Shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter. Paul shook that snake off. He put that snake right where it came from. And he said, you know what? This is not going to affect me because I've got God with me. God did a supernatural miracle in his life. I know that people keep trolling you. It's okay. Shake it off. Keep on pushing through. Their opinion doesn't matter. I know that people are being toxic to you when you play games with them in League of Legends and all these kind of games. It's okay. Shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter. I know that you didn't get the promotion. And now other people are forming opinions about why you didn't get it. But in reality, you know that last minute the boss said it wasn't in the budget and people are saying these budget. I'm gonna tell you, shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter. Friends, we've got a kingdom to build. We've got lives to change. We got marriages to restore. We've got friendship to have. We've got too much important stuff to do to keep wasting mental energy and time on things that don't matter and opinions that don't matter. There are so many people who got opinions about me, and I want to love them, I want to serve them, but if you don't know me, your opinion doesn't matter. I ain't got time. We got too much to do to spend all of our mental energy trying to win the approval of people who don't even like me. I ain't trying to win over people who, when I get bit, are going to sit back and watch me die for a long time. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. You don't have time to continue to be a prisoner of the court of public opinion. But here's what's so sad is that they don't have the ability to put you in the prison. You do. You get to choose what voices you listen to. Many of us today are in the prison of public opinion, of public opinion, all why we have the key to get out in our pockets. You need to choose who you listen to. And it's time that some of you, you just got to shake it off. Shake it off. I know it was hard to hear. And I know that it affects you. And it's okay that it affects you. But there reaches a point. I'm not going to walk around the rest of my life with a snake on my arm. It's time to shake it off. Because their opinion doesn't matter. But there's one opinion that does matter. And his name is Jesus. And you know what he says about you? He says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that you are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus. You are his. You are loved. You are valued. And guess what? You are also broken, just like me. But just because I'm broken, living an exact life that no one's ever lived before, at 821, at 233 p.m., or whatever time you might be watching, we've never been here before. So I'm gonna give myself a little bit of credit when I'm doing something I've never done. And I'm not gonna let people who have never done what I do tell me how to do it better. I got people all the time. People coming on Twitch, telling us how we should do this and do that. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I'd really love to learn for you. What experience do you have? Oh, well, you know, I work at a gas station. Hey, that's cool. No respect. How do you, you don't have any experience doing, so wait, wait. So you're telling me that I suck with a gun in a game you don't know how to play. Hey, I'll do respect, but your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> if you ain't ever done it, your opinion matters very little. But man, if there's some people with experience, wisdom that, that, I, that I know and that I trust, man, man, your, your opinion matters so much.
I want to learn from you. I want to grow. I want to be better. I don't have it all figured out. I don't. But I'm not going to figure it out from people who also don't know what the heck they're doing. It's going to come from people that God puts in your life who you trust, who love you, and who aren't going to sit around by the fire waiting for you to die, waiting to see how it turns out. It's not going to go from people who one moment say you're doomed and the next moment say you're divine. Literally, they were like, oh, he must be a murderer. Ten seconds later, he must be God. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, these people are insane. But nothing's changed. It's the court of public opinion. But you don't have to be a prisoner. You don't have to be a prisoner. And I've come in Jesus' name to tell some of you today, shake it off, put it in the chat one more time. Their opinion doesn't matter. I'll leave you with one last verse. Because Jesus knew what it was like to live in the court of public opinion. John 15, 18 and 19. Jesus says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. We talk about God in a way where we feel like he doesn't understand what we go through. Jesus understood the court of public opinion. He just didn't let himself be a prisoner. He might not have had social media comments. He had something worse, people saying it to his face. Verse 19, if you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you. That is why the world hates you. Here's the deal. Jesus is saying, you belong to me. You do not belong to the world. And if you do not belong to them, you do not belong to their opinions. You do not have to be a prisoner to the court of public opinion. We got too much to do, too much important stuff to do to allow ourselves to use all of our mental energy being in prison. Many of us aren't serving the kingdom of God. Many of us aren't serving in church. Why? Because we're so tired. Because by the time we've used up energy convincing ourselves or believing the lies people say about us, then we're too tired to serve in church. Then we're too tired to get involved. They were too tired to get in the discord and be around people because we've sent all of our energy. You've already got so much, man. When I was in my 20s, energy what, bro? I got unlimited amounts. I just turned 30 and I'm like, energy. It's a little bit, I'm feeling it. Some of y'all in your 40s and now you're like, energy. <laughs> like we've only got so much. I don't know about you, but I'm not about to waste my energy winning over the approval of people who do matter, but their opinion doesn't. We got a church to build. We got 2.8 billion gamers to reach. That's 2.8 billion opinions. I can love you, but I don't have to love your opinion. And I've just come to share with some of you today, it's time to shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter. Shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter. Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember, it hated me first because that is the God we serve. A God who will never ask you to do something that he didn't already do himself. And no, Jesus didn't have Instagram, but he did have the courtyards where he would walk through 
And when people would say these things to his face, they would mock him. They would disrespect him to the point where they took Jesus and they didn't just say things about him, but they took him prisoner, not the prison of public opinion, but they really took him. And the Bible says that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you and me. Why? So that we could be forgiven of our sins so that we could have eternal life in heaven. And Jesus rose on the third day, not only showing that he is God, not only showing that all who would believe in him and who would begin a relationship with Jesus, that they could be saved. He didn't just come to show you that he's God. He came to show you that he's judge and that his opinion matters most. The people who be talking about you, I'm pretty sure they didn't raise again on the third day. The people who be trying to come against you, I'm pretty sure they're not the people who have the authority to save the world. There is one opinion that matters most, and his name is Jesus. And he died to save us. He died to forgive us. He died to bring us back in a relationship with himself, because not for a moment have you been forsaken. And Jesus wants you to hear today, shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter, but his does. Your friends, their families, theirs do. And today, Jesus died on the cross to literally change our position. We went from being guilty to being forgiven because of what Jesus did for you and I. And I want to take a moment to pray for you that right now, God just begins to give you the keys to unlock that prison you've been stuck in from listening to people's opinions. We don't need to be rude to them. We don't need to disrespect them. We have to love them, but we don't have to listen to them. I've come to tell you today, and I've said it a million times, shake it off. Their opinion doesn't matter. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you so much that what you say about us matters most. Thank you that Jesus, we are chosen, loved, cherished by you. We thank you, God, that you loved us so much. Your opinion of us was that we were worth dying for. So God, you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us so that all who would believe in him, we could be forgiven. And we thank you for that. But God, we know that many people here, here today, they're in prison of the court of public opinion. And I pray in Jesus' name right now for all of those right now who are thinking about what other people said. They're reading through the comments. They're reading the things in the chat. They're reading things in the discord. I pray right now that you would help their mind to just release and just say, respect you, love you, your opinion doesn't matter. We don't even need to say that to them. We just need to say it to ourselves. I pray right now that, that minds are being set free from the judgment of what other people are saying about us. I pray for the parents right now, just doing their best to raise their two children and they're genuinely doing their best. I pray God right now, you help them give themselves a little more credit. Remind them, God, you're proud of them and they don't need to take the opinion for people who don't even have children. God, I pray that even the people with good intentions, who are trying to give them maybe some advice on things that worked in 1972, but don't work today, I pray that God, they would say, you know what, that person, they're not coming against me. They mean well, but I still don't have to take their opinion. But I also pray right now that God, you would challenge every single person here, not just to stop listening to the wrong voices, 
but to get the right voices in their lives. I pray right now people would be encouraged and challenged to get plugged into a small group, get plugged into an experience group where they can get the right voices in their lives. Because if we don't have the right voices, then all we have is wrong voices. And then we're just listening to the only voice we have. So God, I pray right now you would set hearts free, set minds free, and help us to remember your opinion matters most. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And friends, maybe, maybe some of you are here for the very first time. And maybe you've never really truly got to hear about God's opinion for you, and I've already shared it with you. That God's opinion of you was that he loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you. And God's not waiting for you to change your behavior before he will love you. He loves you today. And the Bible says that it's simple that if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he did die on the cross, that he did live a perfect life, and that he rose again on the third day, you can be forgiven. You can have a relationship with God, and you can start listening to the voice and the opinion of him who matters most. But today, God wants to give you an opportunity, watching literally all over the world, wants to give you an opportunity to join his family to join his opinion and his opinion that you're loved, that you're cherished, and that's you. And today you wanna to become a follower of Jesus, to turn from your sin and to follow Jesus. I wanna pray a prayer with you, and you can simply repeat these words after me. There's nothing magical about this prayer or you're not praying to me. It's just you having a conversation with God. Or today you're deciding, Jesus, I wanna follow you. And if that's you, pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of my sins and to be my Lord and my Savior. I thank you, God, that your opinion matters most. And would you help me to love you, follow you, and serve you all the days of my life? In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, will you put your hands together and celebrate some Jesus hype in the chat to congratulate those who are saying yes to follow Jesus. Praise God. Well, amen, amen. Congratulations once, to the, once again to those of you that are accepting Jesus Christ today. And hey, I want you to do something brave and to do something bold. If this is your first time accepting Jesus Christ, I want you to put a yes in the chat. We wanna be able to celebrate with you. We wanna, we wanna congratulate you for, because honestly, this is the most important decision that you will ever make in your life. I wanna tell you, I made this decision a long time ago to follow after Jesus and I have never regretted it. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes the journey isn't easy, but I want to tell you it is worth it. Jesus loves you so much and we want to celebrate with you guys. And hey, if you did make that decision today or maybe you rededicated your life, if you could do me a favor, somebody can type exclamation point next level in the chat. What I would ask you to do is click on that link. It will send you to a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving because this is gonna be able to give us a way to be able to connect with you and to give you some resources as well. Let me tell you, there's a lot of things that are going going on here it's not it's not something where you're just like you know everything you're a super christian all of a sudden it takes time 
it, ta it, it takes time to be able to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we want to be able to help you on that journey. Maybe you don't know where to start reading the Bible. It's a really big book that's made up of 66 different books, okay? You might not know where to start reading. We would love to be able to give you some resources, teach you, and, and, and just help you on this walk that you are starting today. And once again, congratulations to those of you. And make sure to fill out the form so that we can connect with you and help you on this journey. And guys, this is the reason why we do everything that we do here at God Squad Church. We're seeing people ch being changed in their lives. We're seeing people's lives being turned around, people coming to know Jesus Christ, and it's because of your faithfulness and generosity. And I want to read you guys a verse today, and it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, and it says this, Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Right now, we're gonna go into a time that's for offering to help the ministry and help God Squad Church to continue moving forward. But I wanna tell you something. God loves a cheerful giver. He doesn't want us to give because we just check it off on our list. He doesn't want us to give and hold on to it grudgingly and be like, ah, I don't know that this, this, I can put this away for something else, you know, Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1, they're, they're only $5 this week, so I'm going to put it, put it away in my bank account so I can save up. God loves a cheerful giver. He wants to give expecting, expecting that God is going to do something. Every dollar that you give, I expect that every dollar that I give to God Squad Church is gonna go to help somebody come to know Jesus Christ. I expect that every dollar that I give, somebody is gonna be able to talk with somebody on our team to be able to get through anxiety, to be able to get through depression. I expect that everything that I give is gonna help people being healed. And I want you to be able to expect that as well. Let me tell you, it's a rewarding gift. God's gonna continue to bless you and he's gonna continue to provide for you as well. But this is an act of worship for us. It's an act of worship because we are giving faith to, and, and we are having faith in God that even though I'm giving, he's gonna provide as well. And so I wanna encourage you guys, maybe this is your first time watching God Squad Church, or maybe, maybe, maybe this is the first time you would like to give to God Squad Church. I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways you can give to our ministry. You can go down into the panels below and click on the give link. You can also go to our website and customize it to any way you see fit, whether it be recurring giving of monthly or, or weekly or even a one-time donation. And then finally, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to the number 84321. But no matter how you are giving, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and generosity. And remember, every penny counts.